All right, everybody, welcome back. This episode is Fire with Jimmy Rex. Let me give you context. Like, traveled to 106 countries, ran with the Bulls, one of the most successful connected people, and went to breakfast this morning and left a $20,000 tip for the waitress. That's who's on the show, and it is insanely deep, powerful, to the point, short, and it is like tattooed wisdom over and over to the point where I'm making this intro a little longer on purpose. And I'm telling you that this podcast is the reason I opened the Alliance, and so trust me, as soon as you're done listening to this or right now, just DM us RBAA, Relationships Beat Algorithms Alliance on Instagram. This is why the Alliance exists. Plus we have the models for the clarity and the support system and the place for you to get your habits and the community and the support and the authenticity. It's all included. So trust me, this one is loaded. I love you. I love this episode. Let's get into the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. If you are watching this, it looks a little different, but I still have a lighthouse. It just happens to be Legos that took me and Branson quite a few hours to do. Uh, and if you're listening to this, I'm in my home office, but enough of that because we're going to get to dessert first. But uh, before I intro today's guest, I'll just kind of tell you a quick little story and experience, and I'll make it really, really short because I got the absolute pleasure of meeting today's guest when I was in Salt Lake City with some mutual friends and I was blessed to come into the inner circle and my experience was nothing but incredible. Just impressed at every single level, every word, connected, empathetic, aware, listening. And I was just like, I'm in. And then I became a massive fan and just started paying attention. And his stories, the things that he's accomplished, but more importantly for me, the wisdom that he has is something that always lands true every time I hear him speak, every time I share and even every time I meet somebody from his bucket, from his circle, from the work that he does, the experience is the same from them to me too. And I think it just speaks to the, the quality of the man, his heart and everything. And so today I'd like to, without further ado, welcome our guest, Jimmy, Ra guest Jimmy Rex. And I would never, ever remember all of the accolades, but things of like background in real estate in 20 years, top of the market, traveled to 106 companies, leader of men in ways that I can't imagine experiences, countries, like one of the most Renaissance men that I've ever met. And so Jimmy, I am honored to have you. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me here, man. Yeah, it was honored to, to be able to do it. So yeah, me too. I'm glad it all, I'm glad it all works. So I briefed you before the show and everybody on the show knows we kind of start with dessert first. And, and I think it's a, we were talking before the show, it's a topic that I think is relevant to everybody. And we'll speak about it in the lens of men. But I feel like in the current state of the world, it's there too. So like, what are some of the biggest challenges you're seeing when it comes to men or the challenges they're facing right now, which obviously still apply to entrepreneurs and females as well, but just kind of what we were talking about before. Yeah. One of the, you know, one of the exercises I do with my coaching program with one of the first weekends that we get together is I play this game or this exercise called step in the circle. And basically I have all 50 guys get in a circle and I read a, a list of, you know, 45 different questions. And if it applies to you, then you're supposed to take two steps into the circle. And the whole point of it 
is to see that you're not alone, that you're not the only one dealing with this issue or these problems. And, and, you know, and it helps get rid of the shame that we carry thinking that, oh gosh, if anybody knew this thing about me, then they wouldn't love me. Cause the truth is, is, uh, the more that we lean into our vulnerability, the more we expose of kind of who we are, what we're about, the more likable we actually are, the more easily we're able to be loved. And so one of the things I, you know, the, one of the needs that I saw, and there's a reason why I started my coaching program was I kept having so many people reaching out to me and saying, dude, where do you meet a group of friends like you have? Like, I, I'm just, I, I, that doesn't exist where I'm at. And I, I kind of always took for granted that I, I, you know, I had a lot of close friends and, and what I realized was there were some very specific things we were doing to, to connect and go deep with mm -hmm. our friendships and stuff. But, you know, I think, uh, they say 55% of, uh, grown men don't have a group of friends, um, wow. that they're close with and 20, I think 28% don't have a single best friend. And so loneliness is definitely one, right? Like we live in a world where we're more connected than ever, but more lonely than ever. And that is a problem. And a lot of people, you know, I got a text from one of my best buddies' wives just yesterday, and she sent it to three of us. And she said, hey, so-and-so could really use a little bit of a, uh, a boost. He's been really down about some things. I think he needs some of his guide time. And, you know, the fact that she knows to hit us up that we'll provide that, be able to do that. Um, you know, when you're able to connect and we're going to go to dinner and all these different things. But, um, so I think loneliness is, is a big one. And then just off also, you know, I had opportunity to, um, have a, a experience with my dad earlier this year where we spent seven or eight hours together one night and we were able to go deep about his feelings and some of the things going on in his life and, and stuff that he had never shared with anybody before. And I, I even asked him, I said, dad, when was the last time you shared any of this? And he said, I've, I've never shared any of this with anybody. Mm -hmm. It's just never been safe. So like my whole childhood, right? Like, like. My dad did so many things right, um, but that other five percent could be a real bitch, you know. And and it was like those are the things that um, he was. He just had shame and guilt, and was never able to talk about his feelings and express it. Just just suppress it down, and ends up springing out in weird, kinky ways. And um, and so, unfortunately, that's what happens with a lot of men is is you know, is they just don't feel like they can really be themselves. They don't feel like they can talk about what's going on, or they think that people won't love them. Yeah, that definitely. That definitely lands and rings true. And that um, that exercise that you're talking about, I was uh, at to five ventures with uh, Steve Sims when we were doing the speaking to entrepreneurs and training in the prisons. And we did that exercise. And it was one of the most life-changing things that I've ever done. And I've been in personal development work because I realized the only difference between me and them was circumstance. And it was sobering to be on the other side of that. And it was it was very, very crazy but i i a lot of that lands for me and it lands for me too because like a lot of my clients that are females have a lot of the similar things that come on but i feel like they connect a little bit more but what, when people are feeling that way like i know i felt incredibly isolated as an entrepreneur but i also remember specifically with my past and my history like i wanted to connect but i i genuinely didn't know how and then the ways in which I would were behaviorally, but they weren't really connecting. They were more so like distracting. So like mm. when you are feeling that way, like what's kind of like the first step or, or things that people can do or think about men, women alike to start working through that? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there is strategy to it. And one of the things I also recognize with my father and some other people is that there's just skills that a lot of people don't have, mm. um, connecting skills, communication skills. And so, I mean, number one is, is you just decide, right? You mm -hmm. take a moral stand. You say, I'm going to decide to be a different way. And then two, you got to start changing your behaviors. Um, three is to get accountability, though, is you get people that are around you that will hold you accountable. And then fourth is you get a support group. 
Uh, and then the fifth is you find a mentor. Find who is where I want to be that used to be where I currently am. Mm -hmm. And you go and you find ways to provide value for that person to get around that person or those people. And then you can start to see what that looks like. You have to learn from people that have gone before. And thankfully, we live in a world today. And that's why, you know, I just wrote a new book. It's called Be One. It comes from the Marcus Aurelius quote, waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. And the subtitle is how to be a healthy man in toxic times. And we really go through all this. We talk about how you can break this and how you can connect on a deeper level, how you can go deeper with your friendships and, and, and really be able to, as a man, show up your very best for your family, friends, community, et cetera. And so, um, but there's, you know, those are the things you want to do. You have to be able to go through those five steps that I just shared. And that's really the, the you know, the chemistry of transformation. Can you share them again one more time, just so I can repeat them for everybody? Yeah. So number one is you have to take a moral stand. You have to make a decision that you want to be better, right? Yeah. Number two is you change your behaviors. Number three is you get an accountability group or person or whatever, some kind of accountability. Four is you get some support. Um, you know, that's a brotherhood, that's a community, whatever that might look like. And then five is you find a mentor, find mm -hmm. somebody that is where you used to be. That's now where you want to be. Yeah. I, that lands so much. And I, even the stories I used to tell myself, because of the lack of accountability or I was in the wrong circles and the circle that I was in was other people with the same story that I was experiencing. And I wondered why we were all in the same place with the same stories and nobody was moving forward. And so I can say that I've learned that one drastically, drastically well. And I vouch for it. When, and when does the book come out? Uh, it comes out February 21st. You can buy it on pre-sale now on Amazon. Amazing. Um, and what's it called again? B1. B1 by Jimmy Rex. So for everybody listening, his name will be in the title as well, but it's Jimmy Rex, G-J-I-M-M-Y, and then R-A-X. Sorry, my name's spelled with George. And then while we're at it and we're in connection point, Jimmy, what's your Instagram as well so I can share with everybody now? Yeah, it's Mr. Jimmy Rex. And, you know, we, I have our B1 conference that we do in February. I got Ed Milet, Chris Williamson, a bunch of guys speaking out this year. Yep. Prince EA. Um, also have uh, a lot of the you know promo stuff I do with my group and with um, the book. Everything will be on there, so that's the best place to reach yeah. out to me. Yeah, and and I would highly recommend it. I am a massive fan, and so just for everybody listening, it's Mister Jimmy Rex on Instagram. We'll hit it early in the show too. That way you have it. We're only nine minutes in, so you got it. We're here. We'll make sure we hit it a few other times as well. And so that actually leads me to: Is this your first book, Jimmy? No, don't you have another one? This is technically my third. I wrote a book about real estate when I was still doing the real estate stuff. Um, uh, and then I wrote a book about three, four years ago called you end up where you're heading. And the, the subtitle was, uh, the hidden dangers of living a safe life Ooh. and really just talks about taking people, you know, you become the hero of your own story. Um, no one's coming to save you. Like it's going to be hard. It's supposed to be hard and, and kind of takes you through that whole, you know, kind of through stories of myself and people in my life through that hero's journey, uh, that we all go through. Yeah. I, um, I appreciate how succinct your answers are that one you just dropped tattooed my soul bro like that was like the comfort crisis by michael easter meditations by marcus aurelius some atomic habits stacked in a little david goggins mixed into like one fortune cookie that i might i might save that part for an alarm tone i i love that so when or how, right? Because you spent 20 years in real estate right now, conferences, one of the most connected individuals, like speaking. And I can say this from experience, my genuine experience of you is when I'm with you or when I see you interact, like you are operating their greater good, right? And so real estate to now, books, author, conference, men, 
boom, like where was that catalytic moment for you? Or like, what was that like? Or was there always this background in personal responsibility or like, what was that like? Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, when I got into real estate, I was very lucky. I, um, or blessed, I guess I could say I found early on, um, you know, my first six months I sold like three houses mm -hmm. and I didn't even know if I was going to stay in the business. And then I found who ended up being the top real estate coach in the country, a guy named Mike Ferry and coached me up. And by the end of that first year, I'd sold 60 houses. The second year I sold 98 homes with one assistant and I was just kind of off to the races, but I became obsessed with self-development because he, this guy talked about it all the time. He was, he was obsessed with it. So he'd give us all these books to read and all these, you know, conferences to go to and teach us all these things. And so then I was like, man, what else is out there? And so I, I you know, I'd go to every conference and seminar and, and mastermind. And I really became a student of just honestly self-improvement. And in that, um, you know, I had a lot of friends reaching out like, Hey, I need a book recommendation or, Hey, here's what's going on. What do you suggest? And so some people would ask me to coach or whatever, but I never thought I'd go into it. And then about four and a half years ago in Utah, I sold the most expensive home ever in the state. Um, it was a 32 and a half million dollar house. I mean, made, you know, almost seven figures in, in a couple hours. And in that, I, uh, I just kind of felt satiated, man. I was just kind of like, God, you know, I need to do something more. And there was a realtor about that same time. And, and he'd been killed, um, going to collect a rent check from a fourplex. And in the paper, he had seven kids. In the paper, every single article was just like, realtor killed, realtor gets shot, all this stuff. I remember thinking to myself, man, if I died tomorrow and all I was remembered as is a realtor, like, no offense, like, it's a great life, but like, I'd feel sad about that. You know, there's so much more I have to give. And so I launched my podcast. I, I, you know, did the book. I did all these things. And I started looking at what I could do that would have a greater impact. And I honestly just started listening to what people were asking me. I was getting so many messages in my inbox. People asked me the same two questions. Number one is, you know, my book was how to, uh, you know, the hidden dangers of living a safe life. It was all about how to get out of it. And people had seen me traveling all over the world. Like you mentioned in my intro, I've been to 106 countries. I've ran with the bulls. I've swam with, you know, tiger sharks in open water. I've, I've done all these crazy things. I've gone undercover, you know, and, and, and mm -hmm. helped rescue kids. I mean, I've done all sorts of weird, crazy things. And so people would say like the same two things that number one would be, I feel like I'm stuck in life. You know, you look like you're really living. How do I get back to that spot? And then the second one that people would ask me was, uh, you just seem like you have the best group of friends. How do I find a group of friends like you have? And so I just listened to people and I said, God, you know, I, I mean, who am I to coach other guys and tell them what to do? But I did know that I was really good at helping men connect. And that was kind of my superpower. All my friends had met through me. We really do have the best group. I mean, dude, my group of friends this morning, just this morning, George, uh, we went to D's. It's a local restaurant here in Utah. It's like this like pretty ghetto place, if I'm being honest. And we went in there, 20 of us. Each one of us brought $1,000 for the tip. And uh, we left the four waitresses that helped us a $20,000 tip for Christmas. You yeah. know, that was just this morning. My, my friends are incredible and they really are great men. And I just learned, I was like, oh, I do know how to do this. And so naturally for me, the shift and the transition became, I started seeing this need, especially with the pandemic. You know, I, you know, I think the devil divides us and God brings us together. And I just saw that, you know, the community was super divided. Men were more isolated than ever. I talked to some younger guys that just have no clue where to find friends or how to do this. I was like, I'm going to, this will be what I do. And so that's how I launched my program. It really is above everything else. It's, it's a community-based thing. Like I did four Christmas parties the last four nights because each one of the guys in our group is part of a different group. We, we keep them small enough that people can connect and really go deep yet because there's so much, you know, desire for it. We have five groups now. And so anyway, I've just been 
you know, uh, above all else, just a community builder. I took, you know, 70 guys to go run with the bulls in Spain. I, I'm taking 30 guys to Africa in a couple of months. We, you know, I'm taking 40 couples on a, a cruise to the Caribbean here in two weeks. And so we do a lot of this crazy stuff and it's just, it's just such a beautiful way to do life. I get text after text from all these guys and how it's changing their lives and how they're getting these friendships. They never even knew what a friend was until then. And and so that's kind of where uh, this kind of happened naturally, but it was very intentional at the same time. I knew I wanted to do something and it took me two years to come up with what it was going to be working on it all the time, but it developed into what this, this thing is now, which I, you know, really uh, been really beautiful for me. Yeah. I, it's, it's beautiful to witness and it's, it's really interesting hearing the, you know, under the hood and then seeing the fabric on the outside as well. And, and having the experience of both, because I can see it. And you, you said something in my intuition, just wanted to ask, because you really are like a connector and all about community. And, you know, you get this, you know, you got to invest in yourself and and you got to decide. But now with, with that, like, what would you say really is like some of the, the real big important principles or, or laws or quote unquote, lack of better term, secrets for building community or having community because it can be applied to many lenses whether it's your social media which yours is incredible it feels like it's us to dinners to going out creating these experiences but like what would you say are some of the important pillars for community sure yeah um well first thing is is you got to show up right like you have to just decide that you're going to be a part of that and um i think one of the big things about community that a lot of people miss is you have to protect your community. So you actually have to be pretty exclusive of who you let in. There's a standard to be a part of my friendships. Like there's a standard to be part of this community. If you're not going to hit it, you're out, you know? Um, Because what happens, I used to throw these big houseboat trips every year and I'd have 40 to hundred people come single people. And we'd throw these big houseboat trips. And if you have one bad egg there, he causes you 80% of the freaking drama, right? Or she. And so like every year it was funny because in Utah, everyone's very inclusive and I was kind of the first one that was like, no, you can't come. And I would start telling people no. And a lot of people disliked me for that. But everybody also would say, oh, Jimmy has the best events. Like everybody just feels like family when we're there is because there was a standard of how you had to show up to be there. And it was my job to protect it. And so I always say like, you can't change anybody. You really can't. All you can do is create a container that's safe enough that people are inspired to change themselves. And so my entire job is just to help these men um, connect on a level and be vulnerable. Honestly, the three pillars of my program are vulnerable, authentic, and, and integrity. Mm-hmm. And when you get that, so what happens, George, with guys in general, everybody has stuff about them that's not so pretty, right? We all have that that part of us, whether, you know, it's you've cheated on your spouse or you, you know, porn or you, you just, you, you have lied in some business deals or whatever it was. Everybody has something that they hold a little bit of shame over, right? And we think to ourselves, man, if anybody ever knew this about me, they wouldn't love me. And so we keep it to ourselves and we just continue to let that shame go through us. And we can't even accept the love we get because every I had one guy in my group, he uh, he was exposed to porn at 10 years old and he'd looked at it every day since. He'd never told his wife, never told his family, never told his parents. And he told me, pulled me aside at our first event, you know, we, and we basically create this container by, I share my story and get vulnerable. And I have a couple other friends of mine do the same. By the time we're done, everyone's like, man, I want to talk about mine. And this guy got, you know, he told me, he pulled me aside. He said, dude, I've looked at porn every day in my life. I've never told a soul. He said, Jimmy, I've never been able to be celebrated one time in my life because every time that I was, all I was thinking is if they knew who I was, they wouldn't love me. 
and he went home and told his wife and any, you know, he's actually been completely clean ever since. But when it's not this shameful thing that you can't talk about it, you obsess over it because you're always thinking not to do it or, or thinking about like, you know, all those things. And so what we do is help people come into integrity. Um, and then from that, give them the support that they need to be able to know that they're still loved. And when you see somebody in that state, when you see somebody in their not so pretty, um, past or whatever else, and you love them in that, in that time, I mean, there's no limit to the amount of love that they'll give to a group or a community. And so like some of my best friends, you know, like, I mean, I have one buddy, like, you know, he came one night we're all hanging out and he just said, dude, he said, I've never talked about this, but I was sexually abused as a kid and he's going into it and this whole thing and he's crying and we're just freaking loving him, you know, and be like, dude, like we love you even more now. And all of a sudden he's just like, wow, this is what it feels like to, to have people that love me and support me. And thankfully, you know, these, it's getting more and more, um, I don't want to say popular or mainstream, but like, it's being more acceptable to be a little bit more vulnerable. You know, you get guys like Lewis Howes and Pedro's mm -hmm. Coolian have talked about being sexually molested, Matthew McConaughey, um, and, and some of these other things that people have, because people just think this dark passenger has to ride yeah. with them forever. And the truth is, is, is it's the opposite is when you start to open up about your depression and about not being okay, those things really make a difference. And so I think that's the thing that I could say to anybody, if you're trying to build community is, you know, being first, the one that opens up first so that other people feel safe to open up and then honoring that space. There can't be any judgment in that space. Otherwise the people shut back down. So I think those are the things that, that we've tried to do with, with our community. Yeah, bro. You've, you hit so many things. I, my whole podcast, we talk about mine cause I was sexually abused and assaulted when I was a kid by, by women. And I, everything that you talk about, even with your friend, um, a few things like no matter what modality I went through in my life to get here, whether it was personal development or plant medicine or conferences or things like that, there was always this without being an integrity it's like this prison that prevents everything and like even when i became a new york times bestseller like i told this story but they threw me a celebration party and i left because i was like i was only number four not number mm. one right and there was it was like this this prison that i lived in forever and um i even joke now like we have we have our alliance uh because i missed it i missed running my masterminds but i was like we all put our pants on the same and it doesn't look like everybody thinks it looks like it's a bad day. We all have bad days. We all have down moments. We all have thoughts. We all have past. We all make mistakes and we have to stop pretending that it's not normal. And we have to realize that we're players in a game and you fumble, but you got to pick up the ball. You got to tell somebody you fumbled. You got to get some feedback and try to prevent it again. And so I, I just, I genuinely appreciate your conviction and your clarity and how well you speak about this. And it's just very received and reiterated on this side uh because i appreciate it and, it and it's very very uh awesome so now i have a question about you because now you 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 live this way you lead this way which which i absolutely love but for you personally like do you have any like sacred protected the most important practice part of your day or something that matters to you more than anything that like you protect that is the most important thing for you that you've learned over the years no, nothing like that. I mean, I've real, I, I've learned that like the more rules we have in place, the more like things we have to do, right? Yeah. Like it causes a lot of pain and problems in our yeah. life. And so I'm pretty spontaneous, but there's, you know, there's one thing that, um, I mean, you'll never hear me complain or be a victim. If I am, I catch myself very quickly, right? Yeah. I try to live in gratitude. Yeah. 
um, you know, I just, I just have good habits. I mean, I wake up on time. I go to the gym every day. I, you know, I know how to eat. Um, and so it's not like I have this big thing. I don't even like to talk about my morning routine because I do have a morning routine that yeah. I do a lot of the time, yeah. but it's not how I got successful. It's nope. just what I get to do now. And so I don't even really mention it much because I don't want younger people thinking that's what they should. I spend three hours almost every morning just working on me. Right. Yep. Um, one thing that I do that kind of changed my world a little bit is I wanted to be very consistent waking up at 7 a.m. And I used to, you know, just love to stay out late. And so it was very hard to get up at 7 a.m. And it's not even a crazy number, but it's like, that's the reality is like, that was what I wanted to do. And mm -hmm. so what I did is with my coaching program, I got about 200 guys in the state of Utah that I coach. And so they're able to set up one-on-one -on -one walks with me. They just pick a morning and whatever my next open available morning is, they meet me at my doorstep at 7 a.m. So I got a new guy every day and we go for a 40 minute walk to start the day. And so every single day I go on a walk at 7 a.m. with one of the guys in my group. And it is a hell of a way to start a day. Uh -huh. right? You're getting outside. You're getting sunshine. You're meeting with a friend. You're getting walking. And so that's been a huge part of my, I will say, my routine. Um, but it's not like sacred. Like I didn't do it this morning. You know, the girl I'm dating was in town and I had to take her to the airport. And then we went and did that breakfast, uh, the $20,000 breakfast and stuff. Yeah. And so I haven't done it today and I didn't do it today. And, and there's no guilt there. I, no. I don't have anything that I have to do, but mm -hmm. you know, getting to the gym is very important to me and just doing those little things every day to, to make me feel better. Well, you also have clarity on like the outcome and where you're going, right? So protecting the progress and, and I, I, I'm, what you said at the beginning when you started answering that question, I'm so appreciative of you saying the distinction that like you don't talk about it because it's not what got you here. It's just what you get to do now because I rant about copying and pasting people's morning routines instead of looking for correlations because the only thing that I, I like have a sacred belief that everybody, because a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show is that you have to earn the right to get on the field every day, which means in the morning, whatever that looks like, you have to have some time for you, whether that's a workout, a meditation, a shower, a habit, a ritual, but like you got to put your pads on before you get out there in the field and get attacked. And so I, I just appreciate that distinction. It's really, really powerful. And yeah. also the distinction on like protecting the outcome and not creating constraint and rules, which by the way, just to tie in earlier, that constraint is typically where a lot more of that guilt comes from that makes us feel like we can't share because we're not doing it right. And look, it looks a certain way. And it's all just evidence that gets in the way of you just being present. And to even summarize what you said of like, you even use inversion theory a little bit of like, I don't protect this, but I make sure like, I always have a gratitude practice. Like I don't allow myself to be a victim. I don't if I say it, I catch it. I own it, right? Like I, I say things, I'm like, cancel. I'm just like, what? I'm like, I didn't like what I said. I wanted to reinsert a better, more empowering statement. And so if you're listening to this too, like picking up these subtleties and these notes of like what's important, because it's also a muscle. And like Jimmy said at the beginning, it's like community is important, connection's important. So you feel safe enough to be yourself. But safe enough to be yourself is also owning your story. And that doesn't make you bad and wrong. It means you fumbled. And we got to pick up the ball. We put a Band-Aid on, right? And then we go again. But nobody can force you to get into that field. Like nobody can force you when you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix to change the dialogue that's happening in your brain. Only you can make that choice, which is what Jimmy said at the very beginning, I think is one of the most important ones is like the conviction of like you making a decision of like, I want something different. I want to do something different you know, things like that. And so I, I genuinely just appreciate how articulate and, and tied together this is. And so um, 
with that now I'm just, I'm just innately curious personally too, because like I'm a big book guy, but I'm a like read a book until it is me not read a book until like I read it. Right. And I love like how you speak and like even your book, uh, referencing like Marcus Aurelius, like what would you say are like some of the most powerful books that like you've read or you reread that you would go back to that have helped you in, in getting to where you are? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I did when I was younger is I loved to read books about successful people and successful companies. So I'd read a lot of biographies uh-huh. um, or listen to them because um, success leaves clues. And I would just see like patterns of how these people became successful. So I read hundreds of books just about successful people or successful companies, everybody from whatever, you know, Benjamin Franklin to Mariano Rivera, like it doesn't matter. I just wanted to read about people that had been amazing in their life, had had exceptional lives and how they did that. So I think that's one thing, um, you know, that I did. And then, you know, um, I think that there's two types of books. There's books that you should read and books that you should listen to, right? Like biographies are great. History books are great to listen to. But then there's books you got to read. That's like, you know, Atomic Habits, Think and yeah. Grow Rich, some of those classic ones. I mean, there is a reason that the same books get mentioned over and over again. I think one of the problems that um, we do exist with the younger generation is there's so much noise out there. There's so many things that you can listen to. I mean, even podcasts, you know, a lot of them um, are just going to, just be a waste of time. But one nice thing about a podcast, you put it on, you don't really have to worry about it. You don't think about it. But like with books, you really want to dive into like what you're listening to. And so I just try to, um, you know, if if people that I trust when they recommend a book, I try to read those, but I also um, stick to the core. Like when I was younger, when I was building my real estate career, when it got really hard in 2006, seven, eight, uh, I had out in my car, my, my coach wanted us to have mindset break. And so twice a day for 15 minutes, I'd go to my car, I had a box in the back seat, and it just was full of um, articles or books and things like that that were positive. And then I had a couple of books on CD. And I only had about four or five books, I had Jim Rohn, I had an Earl Nightingale, Lead the Field, I had Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins. And I just listened to those over and over again, man, the same four. And those principles are so solid. And it just eliminated a lot of the noise, a lot of the confusion. It was all about personal responsibility, hard work, you know, vision for your life, being intentional, all those types of things. And so I kept it pretty simple and uh, still do for the most part. You know, I like to listen to different books, but you know, there's a couple every year that, you know, like Atomic Habits and yeah. some of those other ones that um, are just so good um, that I reread them. But uh, that's kind of been what I've done to, to be successful with that. I love Well, based on based on the summary of your new book. And the distinctions, it sounds like it's going to be a repeated reread for me and many men as well. It's a it's another way of the superior man reference to get in with some other pieces like meditations and stoicism and distinctions that I are incredibly excited about. But it even for everybody maybe new to the podcast, because a lot of you find me randomly. If you don't know who I am, hi, I'm George. You can go watch the channel trailer. But uh, there's an incredible episode as well with a Another gentleman I love, Garen Jones, uh, who's a dear friend of mine who was on the show as well. And Garen talked about the same concept. But Garen was locked up in a federal prison with a sentence that wasn't going to end. And he picked up a book. And I'll never forget when he said it. He's like, I didn't read it till I knew it. I read it till I was it. And becoming that book is what got him released from prison. Miraculously, and evidence disappeared. And so I just want to give credence because Jimmy also said something that I think matters. There's a reason all the same books are referenced. And there's a reason we all have that one fortune cookie we read that we were like, damn it, I wish I believed that 20 years ago and just acted that same way. And it's because, uh, you know, principles matter and 
it's not how pretty it looks, right? We don't need millions of personal trainers to tell you to move more, sleep more. It's we have to do the things that are spoken about and there's no one else that are coming to do them. And so, you know, I'll say this to what Jimmy said, because he made a point, you know, there's two ways to go about things. And you guys know I'm bullish on this podcast of like the moment you hear something, pause it and don't come back until it's implemented because it can be noise or it can be intentional and you have to intentionally instill those things. And so this is just another reminder. And Jimmy has been saying it for everyone's like, I want to go to 106 countries. I want to run with the bulls. I want to do this. I want to have conferences. I want to do this. You can also hear in how Jimmy answers and speaks like a lot of the same things that we talk about. So I just want to give credit because like these are powerful reminders for me as well that are so important. Um, And even like the rigidity piece and the protecting the outcome and staying consistent and celebrating every win and not using evidence to beat ourselves up and not feeling bad. I didn't go on my walk, but also intentionally starting my day with somebody that holds me accountable in a community and moving forward. And so it's just absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this question because I'm actually really, really excited and we're getting near the end of the show anyways. And so there's this question I ask everybody, but I'm going to, I'm going to paint this one a little bit different, Jimmy, because I, I just, I'm really, really kind of excited. So I ask everybody, I'm like, imagine that everybody listening to the podcast got men in blacked and, uh, they forgot everything that you said, but you have like one question to tattoo anything on, on their soul. I feel like just even based on like what you shared today and how articulate you were, I'm just going to expand it a little bit, but like, I feel like is, you know, it's early year. As soon as this podcast drops, it's the beginning of 2024 and we have an entire year ahead. And I would just want to say like, if you could impart any wisdom focus, you know, things to think about for anybody when it comes to men, but anybody listening, when it comes to life, entrepreneurship and and like how to operate, like, I just kind of want to like give you a mini Ted talk and not ask the question the way I normally do and be like, the floor is yours, man. Like bring us home. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that life is, it's not easy, but it is simple. It's, you know, I think you have to be very intentional. You build it by design. You figure out exactly what you want your life to look like. I mean, think of, you know, what would your highest and best self do? Get very real about where you are today and then just act as if you're that highest and best self as often as possible. And you close that gap till you become that person. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's consistency over time. And the hard, the the chiste, it's a Spanish word. It's kind of like the trick of life is, um, is that everything that is, like really good for you um there's not an immediate reward and it is hard in the moment right working out eating healthy working making your calls all those things but everything that like feels good in the moment is probably bad for you long term and so like people just get that confused too much and so you know being consistent and having a vision for what you want um you know don't give up what you want most for what you want right now that's what i would say oh god that don't give what don't give up what you want most for what you want right now. That is uh that that is the fortune cookie of 2024 for me right there. Don't give up what you want most for what you want right now. Okay. What was the name of the book again, Jimmy? Yeah, it's called B1. B1. And, uh you can pick it up at amazontarget.com. Yep. Yep. So everybody listening, uh, Amazon target.com also on his Instagram, but B1 by Jimmy Rex. His Instagram, make sure you connect, make sure you give him a follow, shoot him a DM. Let them know anything you took away, any gratitude you have. Like, let's operate by by gratitude and be that way. But it's Mr. Jimmy Rex on Instagram, and I'll be adding that to my cart, my friend. Is there an audio version? There will be, yeah. I'll be doing the Audible here in the next couple of weeks, and that'll be coming out hopefully by March. Nice, nice. So we get you narrating it too. 
Correct. You doing anything special on that or are you just doing a read? You're going to add any notes or ad libs? Um, it's interesting. I actually had to apply uh, to do my own book because I have a publisher. Wiley is doing the book. And so they make you apply. And thankfully, they said I can do it. But um, there is a chance to do like a bonus section or like a 15 minute interview <laughs> about part of it that I will be including in the audible that's not in the book itself. Oh, I yeah. love that. I love that. More reason, more reason to have both. I love it. you had to audition for your own voice for your own book with your publisher. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about those days. Well, all right, for everybody listening, uh, we're about to wrap. Jimmy, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for the potent reminders. Uh, thanks for being a man of example and showing everybody and being it uh, and uh, just deepening my respect and gratitude for you. Thank you. Yeah, for thanks for having me on, man. And, and yeah, guys, reach out anytime. Happy to help any way I can. Yeah, man, of course. And uh, so everybody, Mr. Jimmy Rex on Instagram, uh, grab his book, shoot him a DM on Instagram. Uh, but for everybody, that's where we're going to wrap the show. So remember the most important parts, relationships will always beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. But don't let this become shelf help. Grab it, install it, come back, earn the next one. If you're not subscribed on Spotify, make sure you're on Spotify. If you haven't left a review, leave a review. If not, there's no outro because ain't nothing known for you to do except go apply this into your business and there's no more time to waste. So have a beautiful day and we'll see you soon.